I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Friday. Carolina wins, covers, Sam Darnold fans are celebrating all night. Still, though, Vegas not yet impressed. Carolina, the 20th favorite to win the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz practices. He may play. Vegas yawns. No adjustment to the line. They're five-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Colts are at Tennessee. The game of the week, Tampa Bay, a road favor at the Rams. That was flipped. Then it came with a lot of Tampa money. We're going to preview that in the first segment. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. That's right. I'm R.J. Bell, live in Las Vegas, live on a big preview, Pickpalooza Friday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Sam Darnold. Uh, This is like some kind of Greek tragedy mythology i'm rolling a rock up a hill or something i mean we know he's not gonna win a super bowl so what's the difference but hey let's give the guy credit though i i you know aj i saw him in the at the podium i don't like him <laughs> it's obvious you don't like him. i mean but this you don't either be no honest. but i i don't have like, like a personal a, disdain looks like him. he would be in a fraternity at age like 32 i always said he looks like the cartoon <laughs> character wreck it ralph you don't have oh, he, kids. He, you don't know about Wreck It Ralph. He wrecked the Jets. For he a did long, wreck long the whole time. organization. But Carolina three and How good are they? Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their bodies. We're joined in studio by AJ Hoffman. We got a new little tagline for AJ. He's the fan who beats the man. And that's a powerful concept because he is a fan first. He watches games like a fanatic. But he's proven himself to be a winner, and that's pretty special because I'm coming at it from an anti-fan perspective. A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. We kicked off week three of the NFL season last night with the Carolina Panthers handling the Houston Texans by a score of 24-9, to covered every number, taking the Sam Darnold-led Panthers to 3-0. and Yes, that is going to be the Vegas. You're choosing the Vegas lead for me, but I think you're right. We are going to though by uh, within five minutes or so. We're gonna uh, we're gonna spend five minutes on Sam Darnold and the crew, and then we're gonna preview the biggest game of the week early. Early preview: Tampa Bay and the Rams. But no doubt, it's Carolina. But I'm gonna make the following point about the game. This is the lead. This is the lead to me. It doesn't seem like the Houston Texans cared about winning after they fell behind. Now, let me be clear what I'm saying. I'm saying that they wanted to win the game. They played hard. But then at a certain point, they fell behind. They were behind, you know, they ended up 24-9. to And at that point, what do you do? You go for it on fourth down. 
You start to play, play a high-variance game. You fake punch. You do all kind of wild stuff. Houston did none of those. They, they in fact, did the opposite. They, they got to the 39-yard line. They're in the third quarter. Now What's the score at this point? Seven to six. Okay. They're in, they're in, they're it, in the game. They're in it at this point. They got to be stoked. They are in this game. Oh, Hold on a second. They're down one at that point. Down one point. Fourth and four at the Carolina 39. What do they do? You go for it, right? You got to go for it. Or maybe well, I mean, it could be a long field goal. Or a long field goal. No. Let's purposely take a delay of game and then punt. Now, did they at least come out and try to draw him off sides? No, they brought the punter out and but, then let him take the in- intentional delay of game. Well, and why punt. wouldn't they go and uh, – what would have been lost? I didn't see this part. <laughs> what would have been lost if they would have went up and, you know, and tried to get him off sides? Literally nothing would have been lost. It would have taken time. You know, maybe they were like, hey, listen, uh, he's not getting paid that much money, the head coach, <laughs> I mean, relative to other head coaches. But they, the fact that they took – an intentional delay of game means they could have wasted that time otherwise. They could have yeah. wasted that time at least trying to draw an offside something. And p- the Panthers had a bunch of penalties last night. Maybe you could have drawn an offsides, but instead they said, nope, but we I concede. Mean, here's the point. What is your best possible outcome doing it the way they did it? It was punting the ball. What's the best, worst possible outcome doing it the way I suggest, punting the ball? So is there an upside? Yes, you might get a first down. <laughs> Oh, my God. And you would think after last week when basically they gave up on third down, when they could have had third down, and they're like, no, we're going to punt. We trust our punter to get them deep. Now, listen, I understand this. Houston took so much heat and so much derision. I mean, you led the way, I got to say. And I think they're just saying, let's not embarrass ourselves, which actually is betters, though they didn't cover this game. I'm going to look to play them, especially, and let's talk about Mills. Because Tyrod Taylor, one of the top five quarterbacks, now short sample size, in the league by EPA, out. How, how long is he supposed to be out for? There's no real timetable. I've heard up to four weeks. All right, so but a month or less. And now the draft choice mills, you talked about it yesterday. They wanted, the Texans did, a quarterback to have a lottery ticket this year because you can only play one a year. That's the whole thing. People talk about the Dolphins. They should have drafted someone at three. It's hard to give two quarterbacks a chance. And they, they didn't have a quarterback really with any upside if we assume Taylor doesn't have that. And history says he doesn't really. They wanted to have a quarterback to give the lottery ticket to. Well, how would you say Mills looked? It, not awful, but doesn't look like he's a lottery ticket that's going to win. 57 QBR. His yards per attempt, though, right around 6-0, so not going downfield. So here's the question, RJ. They're 1-2 and two now. They're at the Bills next week. Then they get the Patriots. Then they're at the Colts. Let's say they let's say they're one and five. They might have a better record than the Colts at that point. They might. <laughs> okay, let's say let's say they're they're two and th- two and four. If that's what they did, if that's what they end up, let's say they win a game, All two right. and four. Tyrod Taylor's back. Do you have any motivation to start day, uh, to start Tyrod Taylor? Do you? It matters how good Mills is playing. If he's playing at least this good, if not a little bit better. I think if he plays any better than this, you, you play him. I have no motivation to play Tyrod Taylor anymore if I'm the Texans. I want the best draft pick possible, even if Mills but sucks. See, here's the thing. The NBA has infested sports fans. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like some insidious thing in a movie. And it, the, what is it? The contagion is losing, tanking. 
What NFL team tanks? They really don't. And you know what? You can't ask guys to put physically their 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 bodily welfare on the line without trying to win. But you I can think. put you can as an organization put a team out there that doesn't give you the best no you chance can't. to win. You can't. Here's my distinction, and this is this is a nuance. If you draft or make trades or do things that defer compensation. So let's say someone wants Taylor and they get a third round pick for him. I accept that. Part of it might be they don't mind Mills quarterbacking. They don't mind not having Taylor, who's a little better. But at least they're getting compensated for it. If you just sit the superior player... The lo- you lose the locker room. But you just said the lottery ticket of Davis Mills is that he may have this upside. Mm-hmm. Can't you excuse it? As We know if, Tyrod Taylor doesn't has, have upside. If he has upside, meaning this is going to be four, five, six games in which we're going to find out. Could right? you not argue, oh, maybe we need a little more than this? Well, again, if they wanted that, they didn't have to get Taylor. You know, Taylor is the ultimate Four and twelve, four and thirteen type quarterback. Though he he's had better years. And listen, let's give the. It's a human being, right? I know he's made a lot of money, but it is kind of sad to think. All right, you're behind Baker Mayfield. You don't get really a chance. And remember, he made the playoffs his last full season as a starter with, with Buffalo. The Bills, yeah, yeah. So makes the and play- he got hurt in the playoff game. Well, <laughs> makes the playoffs, goes to Cleveland, gets gets jettisoned by the Bills, goes to Cleveland, doesn't really get to play. I think he started one or two games, right? Then he goes, all right, Chargers, that's the ticket. Well, the doctor the, with the shot. Who knows what that was about? And then Herbert, who may be the second most valuable player in the NFL long term right now. And now he goes to Houston. You're thinking, this is it. No way Mills is going to supplant him unless he messes up. Well, hammy. Is there any chance that doctor, the Texans could hire that doctor that uh, that gave him the shot <laughs> last year? That may be the move. But don't you see that one of the things I think, and you can tell me if you agree, we are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell with A.J. Hoffman. I think the culture building is what the Texans are doing right now. Effort, professional organization. I mean, now I know historically they've made some mistakes, though who did? Bill O'Brien is a GM, an owner who has since passed away. Now his son's running the team, correct? So usually, you know, a, a bumbling billionaire, and there are some of those, at least in some contexts, he wasn't a great owner. What was the fellow's name? Uh, Bob McNair was the guy who died. Cal McNair is the son. Yeah. So, usually the son's not better than the dad. He's not. It doesn't seem like it. I looked at his Wikipedia. It was very thin, like right when he took over. But I, it, as long as they're keeping hands off, and we can talk about the preacher and all that stuff, but what has Houston really done poorly since O'Brien left? Again, if you take out the Jack Easterby stuff. But what, but what is the Jack Easterby stuff? I think that there is a divide in the locker room over guys who think that a, a, a team pastor has too much control over organizational but say. If you're a pastor, pastor, and then you can't ever become anything else? 
You can. Because, but I, I think mean, there's people who are going to question the credentials of why he became that. Okay. But the question is, and, and what, what is that why? And in a weird way, let's assume. So what's the speculation? Is the speculation is he worked his way into the McNair family, particularly through Cal's mom, okay. Janice. So the husband passes away. The pastor's there to comfort her, make her feel better. and Which a lot of times is done in a, a hyper-legitimate way. Sure. I'm not sure in this case, but okay. And then, well, listen, you see this all the time. Some variation of now, if he used to be were in the will, that might be more of the story. But you know, I don't know. I what is the so the the Patriots? So you got the let's run down the players for Houston, not the players, but the coach is the coach is David Cully. All right, and he has never had a head job. Special teams coach from Baltimore last year. All right, which best special teams one sure. of the best special teams in the league? How would you rate him so far? I think that he's a little in over his head, but the players seem to love playing for him. So Every account is that over they, expectation. Yes. All right. Now in the GM, Nick Casario, right, from the Patriots, yep. 15 years there, from all accounts, made some really good moves with the second and third stringers. You know, that was especially with New England. Pick up a guy that's better than your 44th guy kind of thing. Building the back end of the roster, and he's done a good job with that. Back end, that's a good way to say it. And that's why they were so good in the preseason, right? Because yes. they had that depth. Okay, so how would you rate his performance so far? Very good for what he's been able to do. Obviously, as a GM, you'd like to have something to build with. They don't have cap room, and they don't have draft capital, so he's been kind of hamstrung. But for what they've been able to do, you can't give him too bad of a grade. So I think it's time to get off these guys a little bit. Well, the, the hole happens. that they dug was so deep that it's gonna. You can't but just say, "Well, they're out of it." When you say the hole they dug, they didn't dig. The organization it. dug it. I know, but no one's even alive that was there. That's that's fair, right? So let's all blame people that weren't there. Texans, baby, twenty twenty six. They're gonna be one of the top seven Super Bowl favorites. All right, listen, I'll wrap Sam Darnold up. He's not good. All right. You're not buying it. Let's give him credit. Here's the question. I'll just ask one question to you. Is Sam Darnold going to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Does he have that in him? No. No. So what is the whole point of this? If your goal is to find a Super Bowl quarterback, what is the point of this? I don't know, but I think he, the, he's what's happening with him right now is the worst possible thing for the Panthers because well, they, it's going to. They had his extension signed anyway, his fifth year option. But if he plays like this all year, they're going to sign him to an extension. I hope they do. Just so oh, I gosh. I mean, listen, Carolina came in with a billionaire hedge fund guy I respected. They made a lot of moves I don't agree with. But let's agree to this. The defense is good. Real quick, how good is that, D? It's very good, especially up front. <laughs> very J- good. J.C. Horn, the cornerback that they drafted, went out last night yeah. with an injury, and that's unfortunate. McCaffrey out for, what, uh, three to four weeks? At least a couple games is what they're saying. But help my best bet from yesterday, and that's all that matters. Yes. Let's not forget that. You had a best bet on over rushing yards for yep. the backup. For How Chuba Hubbard. He, he had in the 50s. It was well over. Well, McCaffrey over. gets hurt uh, one out of three games. That's right. You got to take that you risk. You didn't even have that in your handicap, though. No, but I knew. All right. When we come back, we're going to do a preview of the biggest game of the week, Tampa Bay and the Rams. Then the most popular segment of the week which is when we, or I specifically, AJ helps, we go over each game and I give you one point that wise guys are considering, one point on each and every game. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to start breaking down all the week three games in one of the week's most popular segments. Oh, it's the most popular, buddy. Okay. Well, no <laughs> doubt Let me change my it. notes. And we're, and we're going to talk about, first, a little spotlight on the Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucks game of the week. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. Why? Because of your support. You're spreading the word. Keep it up. And we'll keep it up. Laughter. And winners and insight and things to ponder metaphysically. You can, <laughs> you can listen on podcasts. The weekend's a great time to do that. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas as your favorite podcast player. Here in Vegas on the Strip, it's 94 degrees and the neon is oscillating. So, RJ, let's take a look at the week three matchups. Let's start with the game of the week. The defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks at the LA Rams. The Bucks lay in one and a half points. Okay, now. This is something that if you don't track the line move, you don't know when it happened. This has been a major, major line move. Tampa Bay opened up, and it, this was the world opener, a one-point underdog in this game. Well, no, actually, the world opener was a two-point underdog. So you could have gotten Tampa Bay plus two. All right. Then what happened was on Tuesday morning, it got steamed up, 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 from two to one, and then to minus one the other way. And now it's one and a half. So you could have been plus two, now you're minus one and a half. You might say, uh, uh, it won't, doesn't matter. (laughs) It does matter. And you know the best way to think about it? Is think about the money line. At plus two, you would have been, could have gotten, what, plus 110, right? You can give me plus 110 on Tampa Bay, and now at minus two, Minus one and a half, you're like, what, minus 125? Exactly. So, thank you. Is <laughs> Thanks for confirming. So, think, you can be plus 120 or minus 120. That's 45 freaking cents. That's all the value. I love Tampa. Love them at plus two. Lean. Lean only at minus one and a half. We'll see what happens. What do you think the key point is on the game? I think the key point is the Rams bend, don't break defense, and they they were willing to give what what you, or give give you stuff underneath. Tom Brady takes what he wants underneath, and that's how he's historically beat teams. The Rams are going to have to make some stops in the red zone. Rams last year did well against Brady, but that was before they really were hitting on all cylinders. Gronk this year, he's got his legs back. Gronk's probably one of the three or four best tight ends right now. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. How much does the potential absence of Antonio Brown concern you? It's it's abundance of riches. I love having that third elite receiver because Brady just can go wherever he wants. And with Ramsey, you want to have multiple ones. But boy, they still probably have the most. You know, think about it. this team. The Tampa Bay Bucks could lose Antonio Brown and still have the best playmakers in football. Absolutely. I, I think that this is a big game for the Rams, much more than the Bucks. The Bucks, I don't think the Bucks are going undefeated, but well, this but is remember a- now that number one seed, right? There's only one of them, Very one bye. bye. If whoever wins this game, the other team would have to pick up two games. Absolutely. And I but I think the Bucks, this is just another game to them for the Rams. This is the game of the year. Next week, New England, but Brady's not the type to look ahead. Oh, sure he's not. Let's do it, baby. Uh, let's go to Arizona, where the Cardinals are at the Jags facing Trevor Lawrence. The Cardinals giving up seven and a half points on the road. Okay, so obviously Jacksonville looks in disarray. 
Urban Meyer rumors of going places. Does that affect the team? Hell yeah, it does. I think it affects Trevor Lawrence. As we've said, we've been critical. He's never really faced adversity, at least as far as I can see. And how's he going to do with it? Because here, hey, Trevor, adversity is here at this point. And just look at Urban's face if you wonder about that. Now, on the other hand, Arizona's been great. And Kyler Murray, the more I see of him, the more I think this. When he's healthy, early season, he's spry. He's great. He's great. When he gets banged up, he's far from great. He's healthy. I don't want to lay it here. This line was own. I mean, this line was six and a half with the look ahead. So literally a week ago, you could have bet this at six and a half, seven and a half. It's out of range for me. But if I had to bet, I'd lean Jackson. Do the Jags feel unbettable to you at this point? Yes. <laughs> Which very few teams ever are. Yeah. Indianapolis at Tennessee in a surprising battle for first place in the AFC South. That tells you something about that division. Plus five and a half for the Colts. Colts would be 0-3 if they lose this game. Carson Wentz, I believe he's going to play. He practiced. I'm not sure how much of a change that is to the odds. I think it's a little bit, a couple points. But I think he caught some heat from not playing on those ankles last game. And I think he's going to give it his best. I'm not sure it helps him, though. If he's really banged up, I'd rather have the backup. Last start on this game, Tennessee was in a must-win spot, it felt like, when they were down against Seattle, and they came back. I don't think they have it in them to do it again. I think Tennessee's fatigued right now. It's in division. I lean Colts. The Ravens coming off their biggest win in their franchise in quite a while, going to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Ravens giving up eight points. Okay, so this is a battle of two factors. One is Baltimore is a bully. He smells. That's all we know, is that they want to run it up. On the other hand, Lamar Jackson's banged up from his celebratory flip. And also, they just had an amazing win. They had a monkey-off-their-back type win. Is it possible the team that's always focused against the have-nots, Baltimore, isn't focused here? I don't know. I never bet against Baltimore laying big points because they run it up. This is a spot, though, I won't bet on them because I question motivation. One of the big line movers this week, Buffalo hosting the football team, was 9.5 early in the week. Now the Bills' uh, seven-point favorites. And it just moved from 7.5 to 7. If you look at it, the move from nine and a half to seven and a half is about the same as seven and a half to seven because of key numbers. And seven is such a key number. I agree with this move. I gave it out on the podcast at seven and a half. I don't love it here, but if it, it could get bet up, here's why. Josh Allen, rookie year, below average. Second year, below average. This year, his fourth year, 26th in EPA during the competitive times of the game, non-garbage time. So he's got one amazing year. Now, what was his big step up last year? Where did he grow? Josh Allen, accuracy. Accuracy right now, McKenzie, number 26. Isn't that right? 27th out of 32 rated quarterbacks. 27th out of 32 rated based on next-gen stats, that's exactly where he was his second year. Everything is the same. COVID year was funny. No fans in the stands. Who knows? I can tell you this. If you ever thought Josh Allen is going to regress, not only have we seen it these two games, but his last two games, both playoff games last year, were bad. He's had four 
bad games in a row. I don't want to bet Josh Allen. The New Orleans Saints, their third straight game away from home. They're going to New England. New England land three here. Okay. To me, the only question that matters in this game, the big question, is how tired is New Orleans? So not only do you have road game, you know, quasi-road game, road game, however you want to call it, they haven't played at home yet this season. And remember, the hurricane happened before the season even started, so there's been stress, family members, other, you know, friends, where's, oh my gosh, my storage locker got swept away. Whatever, you know, the reality of a natural disaster like this, the Saints have faced it. Now you have to go all the way up to New England for arrested Patriots who just played the Jets. I, I, I can't bet Saints here, but if they're as tired as I think they might, I'd bet the Pats. They might be, I'd bet the Pats. The Kansas City Chiefs coming off a rare loss in big divisional matchup. The Chargers at the Chargers at the Chiefs plus seven in this game. Okay. This is the first game in a long time, Kansas City. And they were six and a half yesterday. At six and a half, especially, first time Kansas City was cheap in a long time. Kansas City is some variation of 2-11 and 11 against the spread. Some people say that one of those is a push. I'm going to call it 2-11. and 11. All right, 2-11 and 11 against the spread. But they won, what, all but two of those all games? All but two, 11-2. and 11-2 straight up. I mean, think about that a second. So, to me, what was that a sign of? A team that had a premium on them. A team that got lackadaisical with the lead, which is what they mostly did, and let people backdoor them. Well, are you going to be lackadaisical after you lost a game? No. You're going to be lackadaisical against someone in division? No. And and if you look at the reality that Herbert is the heir apparent, well, and maybe that's not the right way to say it because Mahomes is so young, but he is the one challenging the throne right now. So do you really think Mahomes doesn't want to make a statement at home? I think this is some of the most focus you're going to see from Kansas City. And by my assessment, their lack of focus in-game when they've had leads is one of the reasons they haven't covered, or the main reason they haven't covered so much. At 6.5, I like Kansas City. At 7, I lean that way. By the way, Chiefs last 13, 10-3 straight up. 10-3 straight up. And two and eleven against the spread. One of the prettiest games on the board: the Atlanta Falcons at the New York Giants. The uh, the Giants three point favorites. I really think the Giants are the linchpin of Sunday's card. Now, how could that be? I think they tell you how they play tells you so many things. There's a cut. I mean, if you think about it, it's going to tell you a lot about Washington right off the go, and it really speaks to the idea that. You, you, I like to bet early, but I think that week two and three and four are the times you are inclined to bet later because I want to see what the one o'clocks do before I even bet the fours. Because you know what, how teams do tell you something, right, about these games. Look at, for example, uh, New Orleans and let's look at Green Bay. I think Green Bay looks so much worse for how New Orleans looked the next week. You know, New Orleans kills Green Bay, and then they get killed by Sam Darnold. That's not good if you're Green Bay. So those kind of once-removed situations are very important. And Giants are one I'm watching, especially with Washington. My one tidbit on this game would be Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback if he has time. 
If he's hurried, if he's pressured, he's horrible. He has the biggest disparity or one of the biggest disparities in the league. Atlanta has the worst by some assessments, but one of the worst for sure pass rushes in football right now. I expect a big day from Daniel Jones, and I actually like the Giants here. We're going to continue with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Cincinnati. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Head to Mako.com to book your appointment today. And now back to RJ and AJ in Vegas, guys. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Okay, my best bet, which is in the next segment, and you've got a best bet and a bonus UFC best bet, college football, UFC, and NFL, last segment. That's Chicago, Cleveland. So let's keep going down the list. Yeah, let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That line down to three. I like Pittsburgh here. This happens every once in a while. The Bengals get better. Pittsburgh gets worse. And, oh, my gosh, this is almost a pick. You know, the even teams almost, right? Pittsburgh just a smidge better because home field's less than three at this point. I think the pride factor, Tomlin's teams are very emotional. And they're, they're going to come out and play super hard. And you know what? Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, does not look right. That injury, he does not look right. That Chicago close final, though they still didn't cover, was deceiving. I like Pittsburgh. Miami Dolphins headed out here to the desert to take on the Raiders. The Raiders, three-and-a-half point favorites. You know, this is going to be my total game of the week. I really like this game under 44. And here's why. Brousset, Brousset is a different style quarterback. Usually you have a very similar quarterback as your backup. Think about Lamar Jackson with a mobile backup. It makes sense, right? Well, Tua is a timing thrower. He's a short timing thrower. Brousset isn't. He's a throw downfield and run. And it's hard for schemes to adjust on short notice like this. So I think Brousset might be almost as good as Tua typically, but I don't think in this situation he's going to look like it. And you know what the Raiders have done historically? They've won big games and then laid some eggs. I think they're going to be very workmanlike, conservative, and look to get the win. So we'll go with a pick on under 44 Raiders. Scary matchup here. The Dolphins' offensive line graded the worst pass blocking unit by PFF by far, by almost five points. The Raiders, the best pass rush defense unit by almost five points. And that's been a big surprise, the Raiders. Uh, let's go to the Jets at the Broncos. The Broncos, 10.5 point favorites. Okay. This is another example of the Jets where I would be looking to bet the Jets like crazy. But the reality is... The injuries have been so demoralizing, and Wilson's been so bad. I just don't know what the mindset of this team is. If they, if I knew they were going to play hard, I'd take the points because Denver's buy high. So, you know, this is one of those sell high situations with Denver. But I don't think the Jets are bettable in any situation until I see that they're going to be playing hard. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to have a couple more games to go, three more games, and my best bet, AJ's best bet, and a UFC bonus best bet. That's coming up next. First, dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. We'll have best bets coming up here shortly. But first, we wrap up our notes from every game on the NFL Week 3 slate. Let's take a look at Seattle laying two at the Minnesota Vikings. So Minnesota is in a classic 0-2, but they could have won both games. Uh, we do something called fourth quarter win share at pregame.com. McKenzie does a good job with that which is we look at the chance to win every snap of the ball based on the NFL uh, our feed. It's, uh, it's a feed that the NFL puts out that there's a model that says, well, what's the chance to win after every play? And we take an average of that, weighting it towards the end of the fourth quarter, and Minnesota is the number one team for having not won when they should have won. They have almost a full win worth of win share, though they don't have a win. Right, so they're probably a one-on-one team effectively, even though they're zero-two. So you might think, okay, that sounds mighty appealing because now the public's down on them because they're zero-two. That means I'm getting line value, and then they're extra motivated because it's a must-win. I agree with all that. Fezzik likes Minnesota. I don't. I think Seattle is really good. And I think it's deceiving that they lost that game against Tennessee. And I don't want to buck Seattle here. So Minnesota's in a classic spot where you want to bet it typically. I'm not betting it this week. We talked about motivation. Seattle motivated. Now they're the only team in their division with a loss. You don't want to fall two games back in that division. That's just a murderer's row. And they're off a loss. Old school coaches like Pete Carroll, they do well typically off a loss. Huge NFC matchup for Sunday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers, three-point favorites, hosting the Green Bay Packers. Jimmy G's having a really good year. Trey Lance didn't see the field last game, but... I am really down on Aaron Rodgers. I cannot imagine how Monday he's talking about the critics after the game. Tuesday, he's on radio shows talking about it. Wednesday, he comes in, looks like a hostage video, saying, I think people should have a right to my op- uh, opinions if they're informed, if I agree with them. <laughs> I don't know what he was saying. He looked like he had been up for two straight days preparing the statement. Then he forgot it and had to go by memory, and he forgot it. Because it wasn't impressive. All this stuff about how smart Aaron Rodgers is, I don't see it. I really don't. But but he's a hell of a quarterback in certain spots when he's motivated. And you know what? He was motivated last year. This year, you can't get motivated now. It's stuff you didn't do in March, April, May. I really, probably my second best bet of the week, San Fran here. All right, AJ, we are straight out of Vegas. We did our rundown, most popular segment of the week. It extends almost the whole show, but it's a segment. We got multiple best bets coming up. First, you in college football. Let's go with Virginia minus three and a half over Wake Forest. That's tonight. It's a knee-jerk reaction to Virginia after the UNC game, which was a 59-39 blowout loss. What's the knee-jerk reaction? That North Carolina blew the doors off Virginia, and people were down on North Carolina because they lost week one, but North Carolina is just correcting. They were a lot better than they showed in week one. Things are correcting for them. Virginia is an elite passing offense, and Wake's throwing the ball well, too, but they can't run the ball, and they've played much inferior competition, Old Dominion. 
Dominion, Norfolk State, Florida State. Funny to mention them as inferior. If they've become one-dimensional, I see Virginia getting margin in this game. I'm trusting that Wake's strong early D numbers are more about competition than talent, and getting back home puts Virginia back in the win column. Virginia minus three and a half over Wake Four is my best bet. Uh, and that's tonight. Tonight. Okay. And yeah. College football are, is so much about strength of schedule, especially early in the year. You can have teams 4-0, 5-0. It's almost like Carolina, that, that uh, they haven't beaten anyone, and they end up you know, six, you know, sometimes 6-5 six and five or whatever, 6-6. Six and six. So, um, in general, especially when you look at stats and you say, oh, in the NFL, even the hardest schedule isn't that far from the easiest schedule. In college, it's night and day. Sometimes taking a loss against a really good team shows you more than a win against a nobody team. Real quick, because we got an extra minute here. Notre Dame, Wisconsin, thoughts on that? <sighs> Not much. I have no idea what's going to happen here. I think Jack Cohn's a better quarterback than Graham Mertz. I think, I, but I just, I can't see. Wisconsin laying this many points What's against anybody five and a half. Okay, so but I don't. I'm not running to back Notre Dame either. Now, would you agree Notre Dame as the seasons progressed, their win, that Florida State game looks worse and worse. Yes. All right. Uh, let's hear your best bet, RJ. Okay, I'm going with Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, and a lot of people might think lane seven, RJ. That seems kind of squarish. Over seven, I don't like. Seven, I can do. Right? You win by a touchdown, you don't lose. But I'm actually come around a little bit. I think, quite frankly, the NFL lends itself with going forward on fourth, with teams trying to extend leads. Remember, back in the old days, you get a 10-point lead, you sit on the ball. Nowadays, it's not like that anymore. And I do think, and it's, it's funny, when I was you know, 25, 28, I used to say, oh, so-and-so, he's out of it. He's still back in the 70s. Well, it's very important for me not to be back in the 90s. And I'm more inclined to lay the lumber. Why do it here? Fields. It's not the field they're playing on. It's the quarterback <laughs> fields. You know why? This guy's not ready. He's not ready. You, you've seen it every game he's played. And because of that, I know the Browns are going to be focused. They're going to run the heck out of the ball. Bears defense is overrated. Best bet of the week. Browns going against Fields and the Bears. You might think that's enough. RJ, best bet every game. No, no. Bonus UFC best bet. Yeah, UFC 266 tomorrow. Alexander Volkanovsky minus 180 over Brian Ortega. On paper, a great fight for the featherweight title. Volkanovsky feels like he should be better than a 2-1 to favorite. He's just got so many ways to win, so many paths to victory, and he controls where the fight takes place. Brian Ortega is too passive when it comes comes to that Alexander Volkanovsky minus 180 in the main event on Saturday and your college best bet again Virginia minus three and a half tonight mine is the uh, not the Bears the Browns favored by seven and on Monday we've got obviously the recap of the of the weekend but also Philly and Dallas that is going to be a really really good Monday night game if you missed any of today's show including all the breakdowns from the NFL best bets from RJ best bets from me check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com we are straight out of Vegas we'll be back on Monday 6 p.m. Eastern time 3 o'clock Vegas time right here on Fox Sports Radio hey. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas!